All right, all right, all right. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What do you think? I was going to play that whole thing. You probably thought I was going to play that whole thing, didn't you? I was going to play that whole track. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it because, you know, you got to feel the vibes. When you're on this show, you got to feel the vibes. Nothing but good vibes on this show. And tonight especially, ladies and gentlemen, you hear the hip-hop in the background. You hear the boom-bap in the background. You hear the early 90s boom-bap instrumental rap shit in the background ladies and gentlemen if you don't know now you know you are now tuned in to the hip-hop episode it's been a minute i go by the name of patient zero this is mixture of variety entertainment which goes by move we stay moving forward and ever backwards in 2022 and beyond once again i go by the name of patient zero please give it up one time i appreciate you i appreciate you yes, oh yes indeed what up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I did have some stuff that I want to talk about. You know, this is a variety show. If you don't know, now you know. And if you don't know, you better just Google us. And if you don't know, you better just ask somebody. And if you don't know, you better just follow us on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. Our Instagram is at Mixture of Variety. That's at Mixture of Variety. The craziest banners you'll ever see in your life. The craziest shit you'll ever see in your life. But at the same time, you'll be in the 411. You'll be in the know. You'll know exactly what's going on with the podcast. You'll, you'll know exactly what topic we're going to touch on because we touch on all topics like R. Kelly. You know what I mean? We touch on everything. But with that being said, it is a variety show, okay? So if you're not following us on IG, now you know. It's a variety show. We talk about anything from mental health issues and addiction to having sex with gay midget aliens and everything in between, ladies and gentlemen, everything in between. As you can imagine, that leaves us wide open with topics. So we can talk about everything, and it's really cool. Sponsors don't really like that, but we love it because we can talk about everything. And when I say we, I mean me and Nikki P. All right? So when you Google us, who is us? Nikki P and Patient Zero. That's right. Nikki P, by the way, is going to be on the Friday show. This Friday, she's been missing for a minute. She's going to be back on the Friday show, yes, indeed. Took a couple weeks off, but that's just how she does, you know what I mean? She hops in when she can. Um, She's a busy woman, but we love her to death, and we're going to have a lot of fun on Friday, so please make sure to check that out, and also make sure to check out our audio show podcast. Obviously, today is Monday, so what's the vibes like? Let me know, let me know, let me know. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope everybody had a nice weekend. I should have started the show like that, but I didn't. You know why? Because it's Manic Monday. Hashtag Manic Monday. Now, a lot of times, Manic Monday, we're just going to hit you with a bunch of different variety topics all at the same time. A huge variety of topics, just topic after topic, and talk about this, and talk about that, talk about current events, talk about politics, talk about news, talk about conspiracy theories, talk about aliens, talk about you know everything that we talk about. And you can sense the manic energy. But today, we're just going to keep it on the hip-hop tip. We're just going to co- talk about hip-hop only. And the influence that it had on my life. And that it continues to have on my life. Okay? So, Manic Monday, make sure to stay tuned for that every Monday. New episode is on Spotify at around 10 p.m. Eastern. Live show is at 9 p.m. Eastern on CastBox. Wednesday, we have another show. It depends on what it is. Wednesday is going to probably be a variety of topics because it's not the sex show. We tried to do the sex show last week. If you guys were listening, we apologize. We were having some technical difficulties, but it happens when you do the live show. That's what happens. So we got a show Monday, 10 p.m. 
Wednesday, 10 p.m. By the time we finish recording it and upload it, it's there. And then that brings us to the Friday episode, the Friday edition. The Friday edition is not an audio show, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. The Friday show is a live stream on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. The, the live stream on YouTube. It's a live stream on YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern every single Friday. Okay, so not 9.01, not 8.59, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time is when the live stream starts always. So make sure you check your calendars. Make sure you write that down. Make sure you tell Alexa and Google to remind you. Maybe you can get a little tattoo on your baby's forehead. Whatever you have to do to remind yourself to make sure to check out our show on Friday because it is a live stream and it's lit. Okay? Obviously, it's a lot different on YouTube than it is just on the audio show because the audio show, you don't have a camera in your face. So we have to, you know, I don't want to say bite our tongue, but sometimes we have to be a little bit more relaxed when it comes to situations and topics that we really want to talk about. We just want to go ham. But, you know, that is true. That is truthful. That is how we have to look at YouTube because we got a strike already just talking about vaccines and shit like that, you know, months back. But so far, ladies and gentlemen, so far, last week's episode is still up there. I haven't checked it actually in the last couple hours, so it might be deleted by this point. But last week, we had our boy, Jungle Justin, was back on the show. That's right. Big shout out to Jungle Justin. Jungle Justin's going to be a monthly collaborator, a monthly contributor and a monthly co-host of the show. So you're going to see his face on YouTube once a month. And we kind of went crazy. We kind of went crazy. It was definitely a show that you guys got to check out. We have uh, episode four on season four. Okay, so just look for that. And you can just search Mixture of Variety Podcast on Google. Search Mixture of Variety Podcast on YouTube. You'll see our channel. It'll pop right up and you can see our most recent episode. And once again, if you follow us on IG, at Mixture of Variety, the link is in the bio. So the link to that show on Friday that might be deleted in a couple days, if, if it's not deleted already, the link is in the bio, at Mixture of Variety. Definitely check that out. Big shouts to Jungle Justin. So that being said, the disclaimer is, if you're hypersensitive or get butthurt easy, this podcast is definitely not for you. Sick and twisted dark humor, vulgar, uncensored language, and politically incorrect conversations are just some of the things. And fun. You, 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 here on a mixture of variety, which means listener discretion is definitely advised. Now, usually this is when Granny would come in, but, you know, she's not on the show right now. Hopefully she didn't get arrested, but she didn't come to the show. She might be too high. I don't know. She licks toads a lot and she does her own thing. She might be, I think actually she had a tattoo appointment because she has gang tats from her neck down. So I think she's actually in a tattoo appointment right now. But either way, we're going to have to check up on Granny at a later time. I say we get right into it. So obviously you guys hear the hip hop boom bap sound in the background. And this is like a lot of the beats that used to be a thing. And a lot of the beats used to sound like this when hip hop first, not not when hip hop first started, when hip hop first started, it was more like a combination of dance, reggae, R&B, like kind of like a fast paced R&B kind of vibe. And then it kind of switched over to more hardcore and more hard drums and hard beat in general and the 808s came out and boom bap came out 
and a lot of the shit sounded like this. Um, if you listen to any late 80s, early 90s artists, this is what it sounded like, okay? This is what hip-hop was. But at the same time, everyone at that era, they needed to be different. They needed to be different. They didn't want to stand, they didn't want to stand out for being sounded like a similar artist. They didn't want to stand out for sounding like someone similar. They wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to have their own style. They wanted to have their own delivery when it came to rap, you know, to spitting. Um, their own beats. Their own wardrobe, you know, how they dressed. Their own style, their own stuff like that. So that's just how it was back then. Um, I'm trying to paint you a picture, especially if you are not 80s babies or if you're not in the scene at that time or you only know what hip-hop is quote-unquote hip-hop is these days because these days it's more rap and mumble rap and that's really a different genre of music totally different genre of music altogether but as far as like hip-hop this is where it was this era is where it be it began in the late 80s in the early 90s i'm not saying that there wasn't some type of jump around R&B type music back then that people were feeling and people were dancing to and stuff like that but it didn't really turn around until really the 1990-ish and the reason why I'm saying that is because even late 80s the beat started switching up a little bit but it wasn't even like um the lyrics definitely were not on point you know the lyrics didn't change the delivery changed um, everything changed when it like hit over that 90s feel and it was the first time that people were actually rapping a certain way they were rapping hardcore over boom bap raps and stuff like that but um or boom bap beats i should say and stuff like that but it was like i don't know they were just taking it in a different direction they were taking it in a different direction okay so you're having early to mid 90s rap where now it's just being more violent you know gangster rap came into play um snoop dogg tupac dr dre exhibit you know the whole west coast era came into play after new york because before new york had like Nas and you know rock him and slick rick and stuff like that um but at the same time, they were kind of doing their own thing on the East Coast, and the East Coast blew up. But then when it came time for gangster rap on the West Coast, that was a different style. That was a different style because, the, honestly, they didn't really use the boom bap sound anymore. You know, Dr. Dre had a different sound, and a lot of the West Coast uh, producers had different sounds. And it kind of sounded like this. You know, it had more like a... They were, they were focusing more on the instruments that they were using instead of just the beat itself. And the hardcore 808s were shifted a little bit and were moved around. And it was kind of like it was, it was played with. And it was really a beautiful time because even though it was a lot of violence at that time, if you listen to the lyrics, it was good to see another stage of hip-hop happening, another stage of hip-hop um, transforming the whole game was transforming the whole game because everything was shifted everything was shifted again right so it was from like the dance 
pop, light R&B, to a little bit more stronger lyrics. Still, still single uh, syllable rhyming scheme, but it was more like a New York style. A boom bap came out from that boom bap sound. My favorite hip hop came out of that, and then it shifted again in the mid '90s to this gangster rap. Gangster rap, wow, what an impact! Gangster rap put on society and put on hip hop music. It was pretty incredible. I definitely listened to it. I definitely was a huge fan of it. There was a lot of people to listen to in New York still, you know, because I was, I grew up in New York and I was born in Brooklyn and stuff like that. So I had that shit in my blood. So when I listened to Most Def, when I listen to Talib Kweli, when I listen to Mob Deep, when I listen to Wu-Tang Clan, I mean, this is the early 90s stuff that came out that really hit home because I was really feeling it. I was really feeling that shit. Shit was hitting hard, the boom bap sound. This is what I like. This is what I vibe to. And that never went away, and I never stopped liking that type of music because I just knew at that time, at a young, you know, young kid, 10 years old or something like that, I, I knew I was going to be liking this music for the rest of my life. And I just vibed with it a lot more than I did the country music, rock music, you know, whatever music. So then you made this shift into gangster rap. The thing about gangster rap is it brought hip hop on a scale that has never been before. It brought it up to a level that has never been before as far as like how it is seen in the public eye and how it is also seen by Billboard, by major record companies, how it's seen as through pop culture in general. Just through pop culture in general, it wasn't just like this dark little, you know, underground music that barely anyone was listening to. It was like extremely commercialized now that it was this gangster rap because they pushed it that way. And that's just how it was. It made everybody turn their heads and just look and be like, God damn, this music is really not going anywhere. This music is not a fad. This music's not underground. There was plenty of artists on the ground. There was plenty of, you know, battling that went on and stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff still going on the ground. But when this hit more of a commercial sound, it was commercialized that way. And it was looked at people in a different fashion. It was looked at. It was looked at by other record labels in addition, a different fashion. And never really knew where it was going to go from there. Well, the one place that it went to that was not really a good place is obviously the East Coast, West Coast bullshit. Because I say bullshit because that was definitely manufactured from record labels, manufactured from the mainstream media. Oh, manufactured from the mainstream media. You, you mean the mainstream media is trying to divide people and hating them and trying to create a war? Oh, that sounds uh, pretty common. 
Yeah, exactly. They were just doing it with the music industry. Um, the entire East Coast and the entire West Coast, it was not like that. People wanted to make music together. People didn't want to just stay in their own little hole. You know what I mean? Like their own little stomping grounds. They wanted to branch off. Because if you branch off and you do artists with other with more with other artists in different areas of the country, first of all, your styles and your flows or whatever you're going to mix and you're going to create beautiful music. But at the same time, you're going to get this money. You're going to get this paper, right? So that's really where a lot of the artists were looking. And they weren't saying like, wait a second, East Coast hates West Coast. Like we want to go out there and make music and make money. And West Coast was thinking the same thing. And just because it came down and it boiled down to Tupac and Biggie, you know, it's the most unfortunate thing in the world. But Tupac and Biggie were boys for a very long period of time. And it was just that one incident or whatever happened in the elevator that Tupac got shot. He was so, like, delirious and didn't even know what was happening or what was going on or whatever. But all he knew is that... P. Diddy and Big Bad Boy record, you know, uh, record label in general were in the same building just a couple floors down. But that's not out of the regular compared to other times that people would record, right? So artists would record and then be a producer or a label a couple floors up or a couple floors down. And that's just how it would be. But unfortunately, when it came to Biggie and P. Diddy helping the situation and seeing what was going on and, and, you know, got in front of Tupac and wanted to help him out. Tupac was not feeling it and he was completely lost and confused, extremely confused. And like I said, delirious. And he thought that they had something to do with it. So after that, it just spiraled downhill because then you have the biggest label, music label on the East Coast, Bad Boy, against the biggest label on the West Coast, which is Death Row. And then that created a lot of tension. And then it never really stopped from there. It never really stopped from that point. Um, The only time that it did stop, unfortunately, is when Tupac and Biggie died. And then that was the time that I can remember. Okay, that was the time in hip-hop. And I was in high school when this happened. That was the time where everything changed. Everything changed. Um, A lot changed for a good way because there was music being done all across the country um but at the same time it was a bad way because i feel like new york wasn't putting out as good music as it should or it has the same artists at least it wasn't like blowing up a new artist and the same thing was happening with west coast but the good thing what happened after that is that there was different styles that started coming out like you know st louis um nelly and all them um they started making their own sound And it definitely is their own sound. Like, you can go listen to a hip-hop record from New York. You know, you can listen to, like, somebody right now. Let's let's just say, like, Jay-Z, someone that's been around forever. A Jay-Z record, and then you can listen to 
uh, TI record, right, from Atlanta, and then Nelly record, and then um, somebody from the West Coast record, Corrupt, something like that. And then you can listen to MGK, um, Machine Gun Kelly, and then you can listen to Trillville or something in Texas, right? And Eight Ball, <laughs> you know, all these different rappers, Buster Rhymes in New York, all these different rappers that I just named, they all sound very different, you know? So that part of the game has always been the same. They want to be different. They don't want to sound like each other. They want to have their own flow. They want to have their own delivery. They want to have their own style. They want to have their own presence. They want to have their own wardrobe and everything else because that's going to make that person stand out. It's going to make the person sell records. So that was a good thing. That was a good thing that it united, it united hip-hop unified us unified the fans unified the artists unified hip-hop in general and there was all different kinds of hip-hop and they branched out all across the globe okay it was not just a new york and california thing anymore it was there was people in europe there was people in japan there was people in germany there were people that were rapping and it was like it, they rapped in the state, just a different country, just our different language. And that's just how it was. So it was a beautiful thing. Now hip hop spreads all across the globe, and it's a beautiful thing. I don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened after a couple years of that. Because then it was the same people. And there was, uh, you know, some new artists would pop up out of nowhere. There would still be some people that were on the gangster rap tip. There was definitely people that were not doing that. There were definitely people that were uh, true lyricists like Kendrick Lamar and, you know, J. Cole came out and um, commercialized real lyricists. You know what I mean? Like they were commercial as, as it gets, but they were lyricists and they were actually spitting about some real shit like you can't say that with Nas who has been doing it forever um and only until the last you know few years gotten to that commercial appeal um cause he was more like in his own lane so now there's so many rappers you know I even rapped my brother is a rapper um I'm not even kidding either that's a, a true fact you can check us out. Verbal Science and undergrad and uh, Upgrade Hip Hop. But like I did it for years, you know, and it was just one of those things. It was just like I was I knew that I was good at it and it felt like I had a perfect opportunity to write what was on my mind, to express these things on paper and to have these vent sessions and to, you know, say stuff that I really feel like is affecting the world and affecting me and people need to hear it. And it's the same exact thing that I'm doing on a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I just used to do it through hip hop, through rap. And 
you know, that that's just where my life was until a certain point, And then it wasn't anymore. But my brother is still doing upgrade hip hop. He's still doing it. And that's the impact that hip hop made on us, you know, and not just us, because obviously to make it, it's almost impossible because everybody wants to be a rapper. And some people are good at rappers uh, at being a rapper. Some people are great. And then some people have what it takes to, you know, take it to the next level. Um, but then with all that, I don't know what happened in the 2000s, late 2000s, 2010s. I'm not sure exactly what happened. There was a lot of creativity. There was a lot of people that were, they had their own style. And there was a lot of people that started rapping a certain way that you could no longer call it hip hop. Even if the artist called it hip hop, you cannot any longer call it hip hop. And that's when mumble rap came into play. Mumble rap. Okay. Cause even hip hop and rap would be in two different categories. Like rap would be more like, the boom bap sound rap would be more like you know um more gangster right gangster rap would be more hardcore and then hip-hop would be more like intellectual it would be more like wordsmith creativity talking about the day issues in the world you know stuff like that would be like considered hip-hop um but this bumble rap stuff had to had to go and it's unfortunately it didn't go and unfortunately a lot of rappers now these days that's all they know that's all they do and they don't pay homage that's the worst part about it these mumble rappers they don't even pay homage to the people that did it before them like a lot of the people in the 90s and late 90s and 2000s would pay homage to the ones that came before them and these mumble rappers are just doing whatever they want they're just talking about drinking lean the whole time and taking xanax and that's the whole song and that's what you know these teens and preteens are listening to and it's just horrible it's just a bad way for this genre of music to become where it is now it's just really sad you know i mean luckily thank god there are people like the locks that are still made it this long jada kiss you know, Benny the Butcher, Griselda. There's still artists out there that are still doing it. Um, Crooked Eye, you know, King Crooked, Joel Ortiz, Royce the Five Nine. There are people still out there, but they're not as commercialized, and you actually have to do some research to find them. Um, you know, by word of mouth or something like that. They're not going to be. A standout really pop artist instead of a rap artist a really pop artist like Travis Scott or you know something like that or Drake I mean a lot of people have their opinions about Drake but I just feel like Drake is gonna be Drake and you know he's kind of in his own lane because he's kind of like mad commercial and mad um, R&B like slow soft rap you know kind of but at the same time, sometimes he tries to rap hard, and I think it's funny. But, um, you know, you have people like that. They obviously are, are doing their thing and are a lot more popular. But I just know that I like the creativity. I like how it's changing. I like how every five years or so it seems like it go, it's going in a different direction. I like that. But the main thing I like, call me old school. I don't really care. 
the 90s music is where it's at. And I know I sound like an old fuck when I say that. Um, but the 90s music is where it's at. The boom bap was the best. The lyrics, you know, the way everybody flowed. Um, just everything about it, you know what I mean? Just everything about it. Big shouts to 90s hip-hop. 90s hip-hop was golden. The golden era, late 80s, early 90s, boom bap. I got it tatted on my arm if you don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a little history lesson on hip-hop and how hip-hop really made an impact on me. You know, hip-hop really made an impact on me in so many ways, and I hope you enjoyed this. It's been a minute since I did a hip-hop show. So thank you for listening. Make sure to check us out on Wednesday for a new show. I go by the name of Patient Zero. This is Move, Mixture of Variety Entertainment, and we'll see you next time. Doodoo says...